G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might recall it was just last year we were talking to Bill Towns about a grand plan for an amazing initiative for reconciliation in Australia. Well, some years ago, Bill came to prominence after a God-inspired horse ride across Australia from Geraldton in Western Australia to Maruya in New South Wales. Uh, It's been an integral part of Bill's personal journey of healing and restoration. Uh, Bill was born in the New South Wales town of Pilliga. He's a descendant of the Camilleroy Indigenous Australian tribe. And of course, uh, as a lot of Indigenous people have had in their past, Uh, There was an alcoholic lifestyle that Bill was part of for many years. But God set him free miraculously. Now, he's got a grand plan. And we began talking about this, and the momentum is continuing to grow to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Beersheba Cavalry Charge by the Anzacs on the 31st of October, 1917, Bill's inviting Aussies who love to ride to join him on a 600-kilometre ride. And, of course, called the Great Southland Unity Ride. And Bill Towns is joining us to talk through that and uh, get a bit of inspiration about horse riding today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. How are you this morning, mate? I'm very well. In fact, uh, talking about uh, west to east and your Geraldton to uh, east coast uh, ride, well, I've been in Perth over these past few days, so I didn't get home till about 2 a.m. this morning. So feeling a little bit on the tired side today, Bill, but uh, not as tired, no doubt, as a long day's ride in the saddle if you're actually crossing Australia from west to east. Just reflect on that ride for us for a few moments uh, and the challenge that that was just a few years ago when you did that ride. I think, Neil, the greatest the greatest challenge was keeping the horses in good nick to sort of get across all that country and keep myself in good nick. And we both did we both did get knocked around. The main thing that knocked me around was um, the emotional and the spiritual side as I rode across Australia. I, the prayer to ride across Australia was to to pray for um, the men of Australia to stand up for the women and children and the, the, the scripture of. Um, Malachi 4, return fathers to their children and children to their fathers. And um, I was the one that was to get the big the big lift and find out a lot about myself. And so by the time I finished that ride, I was completely changed within myself. I thought I was doing it for the country, but Bill learned quite a bit about himself on that journey and um, what God, what um, part God played in my life, mate. It was... Um, it was an uplifting journey, and everybody thought it would have been a great, nice ride, but by the time I finished, I was absolutely wrecked just about in every area. But mm. I learned a lot about myself. Well, we're going to talk about uh, some of the outcomes in your own life and those personal uh, lessons learned and uh, the way you get to know yourself on a major expedition like that. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that some more soon. The Great Southland Unity Ride, this is something that has 
just grown from strength to strength. The momentum is continuing to increase all the time. You've got a handful of riders who are saying they want to do the whole 600-kilometre ride with you. Uh, but, of course, it's not all about people doing the whole 600 kilometres. How do you think the Great Southland Unity Ride is going to look uh, when it all happens in October? Well, when it finishes in November, it actually winds up, um, the clean-up is on the 5th, but on Saturday the 4th of November when we reach Canberra at Epic Stadium, um, there's um, be a presentation of all the flags of all the nations. The ride will be led from Pilliga to Canberra by the Aboriginal and the Australian flag, riders carrying those two flags. And if people want to join us and carry other flags, they may, but they're the two main flags. And the idea when we get to Canberra what it looks like if you can imagine a group of horses um, being led. We're aiming for 200. We, we hope we can get it, 200 plus, being led by the light horsemen, um, the Australian and the Aboriginal flag, and followed by every flag of every nation that has decided to call Australia home. We're just trying to bring unity and peace together and, and let the, the Aussies know the diverseness of the peoples that sort of live in Australia um, that they're grateful to be here, but also to accept them. But we don't want to lose sight of our, our Christian heritage and our way of life. And um, also it ties in with Beersheba, where um, there was a charge in Beersheba in 1917 on the 31st of October. Um, and that was significant in our Christian heritage and our Australian heritage. It was a great victory for the Australian light horse. And we're trying to use that, like taking the light into the darkness, not encourage war, but just understand what those men and the woman who supported them gave up their lives for at that time. So we're trying to bring it all to, together at Canberra so the Aussies can see it. And we're hoping just to get a lot of people to come and um, just support us. Well, you know what? It is uh, such a multi-dimensional uh, initiative that you are putting into action here because as soon as you start to say uh, we want to have uh, horse riders uh, carrying uh, national flags from so many different backgrounds because there are an awful lot of different uh, ethnic groups in Australia, people who've come from other nations, other cultures, that also have a proud horsemanship culture and uh, they're in Australia and they're no less Australians uh, than everybody else uh, because we're all in it together in that sense. So when you talk about a unity, what you're saying is you want to, well, you'll have an Australian flag and an Aboriginal flag up front. You want to see all of these others who identify as Australian but carrying something of their culture and and the horsemanship side of things is is a really big dimension of that. So uh, horsemanship from other cultures, I, mean, I guess do people who are who are really uh, into horsemanship, do they, do they really appreciate that uh, other cultures have great horse skills as well and uh, and, and uh, horse heritage? I, I think that there's something in that, but the, the main thing is that um, the horses and the horsemen that come together, is it's mainly the Australian horsemanship that we're putting there, but the idea is that Australian men and women are willing to carry the flags of the other country to say that you're welcome to sort of come here and sort of be a part of it. We can't lose sight of our Christian heritage and our Australian way of life, but, but you're most welcome. And horses have a way of doing it. Like, they just they have a way... When anybody walks up to a horse, a horse just looks at you and it meets you the way you are, who you are, and what you're all about. They don't pick any differences, and I think there's, there's something in that. And um, 
it wasn't just the Australian great horsemen of all the wars. If you look at all the charges and all the things that happened, you're quite right, Neil. Look, it's just it just evens everything up, and I think it will play a part with people love of horses. It will play a part in this ride. Well, look, this is where it gets uh, really uh, exciting because when you then uh, frame the way that people from all sorts of different cultures or Aussies on horseback uh, will be carrying those other flags, what you're really saying is, you know, as we tie this in with the 100th anniversary of the light horse charge on Beersheba, we're actually talking about what God is doing uh, through horsemanship, what God has done with our uh, our heritage, uh, our military heritage, the Christian significance of all of that. Uh, this is a, a banner in, in which you're actually saying as, as horsemen ride into Canberra in early November, uh, there is a certain statement that's being made spiritually about the heritage of Australia. Well, Australia was formed by horsemen and Kimberleys, like you have the Afghans that came and through Australia and they were horses and the Australians and the Afghans worked together. And I remember in, in Maree, um, I, I read a story where an Afghani, he said he had differences in religious and point of view, but what he aimed up at, he said, look, look, that's our way of life, but when we came here, we're Australian. And, and he understood the Christian heritage and Australian life and he jumped in as an Australian first before his, his beliefs and his way of life. He jumped in just as Australian and then jumped in and worked. And he wanted to be accepted as an Australian. And when we can accept people for who they are, we've got a starting point. I, I think there's that many differences in Australia at the moment. We, we, have, we have no starting point where we can start to get an understanding of unity. Um, and the carrying the horses and the flags, like, this is so big it's unbelievable. I, I've just returned from a trip um, from Pilliga, and we made it to Yeovil, which is over halfway of the trip to plan the final route that we're going to take. And I bumped into people that would like to join us. And um, one person we bumped into, a male, he said, look, I couldn't possibly carry the Japanese flag for what they did. And then we bumped into somebody else, look, mate, I would definitely not carry the Turkish flag for what they did. And it was just interesting as we dealt with that... Um, as we dealt with that, what we had to work through to help these people understand what we we're actually doing with the ride. And then we bumped into people, um, and these men, these people's grandfathers fought in the wars. And um, one gentleman from Balladoran, he said, Billy said, he has an Aboriginal mate there, and they're really good mates, and they don't see any difference. And he said, Bill, I'll carry any flag. I don't care what flag you want me to carry every day. I'm taking three off work, so I'm com- three, three weeks off work. I'm coming with you, and I'm I'm going to carry whatever flag you want me, however you want to be carried, because there's no difference. And that's what we're chasing. And this fellow's just starting to build a relationship um, with God, with Jesus. He's just starting to build a relationship, but he can see that. And that's what we're chasing. We just want people... We want the spirit just to open up and start to flow just in care and love. We don't care what people look like, where they're from, what's going on. We're just taking, taking the spirit of Christ on this ride and we just, we just want to see what he can do. When we just start laying down our differences, we just want to see what Christ can do. He's just waiting for us, Neil. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. You can be a part of our conversation, our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316, a discussion today about reconciliation in Australia. 
but in a really wonderful, pragmatic way of actually having horsemen riding into Canberra uh, later this year, an event that will coincide with the light horse charge on Beersheba, but something special about the unity of Australians. Bill Towns is our guest. Bill is behind uh, the coordination of what's called the Great Southland Unity Ride. I mentioned that Bill has Indigenous roots in Australia. He's part of the Camilla Roy Indigenous Australian Tribe. And uh, this is uh, an important aspect to talk about, Bill, because uh, oftentimes uh, when you are talking to uh, all sorts of people about different things, uh, you could see an event like this as somehow rather just being another festival. Another way that people might just put their best foot forward and do something nice in an effort to, to have some reconciliation. But you like to talk about the soul of our country. And uh, there's something special in a spirituality that's connected to your indigenous roots and, of course, your Christian roots uh, that can talk more deeply to that. What do you mean when you talk about the soul of our country? Uh, you're exactly right. The, the last thing that this needs to be is a, is a festival. I'm, I'm talking about brokenness and sadness and and um, it, it's not just the Aboriginality part of me, it's the white part of me. Um, before my Aboriginal side was recognised, the, the white side of me uh, had a hiding for most of my life. There's, um, there was a gentleman who went to to do a walk for the Kui March and they asked him why, why was he doing it? And um, it took him a while to answer it. And he says, I want to see if Australia still has a soul. And he was talking about the First World War when something went wrong. We helped each other in bushfires and floods and all kinds of things. But there's something special about men who are really knocked around, picking each other up out of the mud and out of the dirt. And the Aboriginal men fought alongside the white fellows um, and they just picked each other up out of the mud and the dirt and there's something about our lives and the way we are in Australia. We do get in in tough times, but there's something about this ride that 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 we really need to reach deep right into ourselves when we look at someone and absolutely see that they're absolutely amazing. There's something just so powerful about every person and so awesome right to their core that everything seems to cover and drown out. Uh, I'm hoping that this this ride... As we ride along, something happens when you get together. It, it just happens. It goes real. Tears nearly just start to flow when, when blokes and women and kids start start really working together. Like it's it's really quite emotional. And I think we've skirted across the top. We've gone all the way around round things. We've tried to do nice things, and we've said sorry. This is not just about Aboriginality. They're, they're just. Yeah, they're a person the same as a white person or a Kring or anything. There's something so deep that goes much deeper than just that. They they do need recognition for the first people, but firstly, um, they need recognition for who they are, uh, just, just as people. And, and that's what I meant about the soul, and that's why it's important. This ride, there's an Australian, white Australian rider, he's going to carry the Aboriginal flag, and there's an Aboriginal man, he, he's going to carry the Australian flag because they're going to carry each other. Now, they came up with this, and this was only yesterday. They said it doesn't no bother to them. They're just mates. But if you scratch a little bit harder on both sides, and especially the Aboriginal side, a lot of hurt and pain comes out. You, you scratch, it does, and, 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 and we can get hard. 
and we can get hurt. So that tells me their spirit and their soul is really hurt and knocked around, and we need to get some answers. I think this is just the start. This ride is just the start of opening it up, not just a ferry, let, let's be all good fellows and get together and go for a horse ride and everything's lovely. I believe there'll be a lot of tears. Like I was with a, a fellow yesterday, an Aboriginal man, whose who's father opened up Gilgandra area and the spirit side of it was so powerful with Christ that people wouldn't drive down a certain part of the creek because the spirit of God had hit them and they change. That's how powerful this is. Um, and that's so what we need to get to. There's a, like a sacredness in the unity. And as um, hearing you uh, bring that reflection on the soul of a country and uh, and the way that you want uh, riders of horses to come together uh, in October and into early November, you know, I'm just reflective of uh, that uh, scripture that for a lot of people just rolls off their lips uh, when they have a get-together. But uh, that whole idea of behold, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity, there is a certain sense in which uh, I'm getting this impression of, of the soul of that, the goodness and the pleasantness of dwelling together in unity. And in, in one sense, I'm, I'm sort of get this sort of uh, impression of the goodness and pleasantness of just how it will be to recognize the soul of a nation as, as horse riders, uh, do something practical as a, an experience of their own reconciliation and an experience of what they see as the depth of the soul of the nation. Uh, your thoughts, Bill? Mate, I agree with the scripture you just quoted. Um, it was on, the, on our webpage. That, that's exactly what the ride is all about, Neil. It's, it, it, it's really, it, it's not scratching the surface. It is, it is getting deep. Like, we can we can have programs, we can have projects, we can have all kinds of things, we can have culture, we can do all that. But if, if that's not in a person, um, then it, it's just like a washing go over the top. And I believe that this is going to go a lot deeper because I've actually got the scriptures say that where brothers live in unity it commands a blessing and I don't know about you but I know like there's two blokes yesterday like on my whole we did 1200 kilometres and out of all that I just sort of sat back a lot but when I got to these two fellows yesterday at Baldoran that was the only time I prayed for someone and I just hugged them both and I nearly wept and I just jumped in me in the car and I headed off because they get it they really do get it. If I, if that's two people. That's the effect of what two people getting together. If you can imagine four or five thousand people getting together and feeling like that, it's not just a washover. Like this, this cuts right to the heart and it gets into it. When the Aboriginal men came back from the First World War, they they got paid when they went over there, and they left for the same reasons as the Australian men to um, a bit of adventure and to fight for his country. Some even had to go to New Zealand and enlist there because they couldn't enlist as Aboriginals. When they got back and changed and the recognition wasn't there until 30-odd years later, they got some. So this, this to me, is just sort of squaring things up um, because, look, I'm white in colour and there's Aboriginality in me, but I, I, I don't see any difference. These two gentlemen yesterday... They didn't see any difference, but like I said, if you scratch it a bit hard, something could come out from yep. the pain. That's it. But I, I see all this just coming together, mate. We are taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Bill, let's hear from Val in Mackay, waiting patiently. Hello, Val. Welcome along. Hello, Neil. 
Val, what are your thoughts on our conversation today? I believe these um, acts are prophetic and I believe they do have an effect in the realm of the spirit <clears throat> and you are um, making a declaration not just to people in Australia but you're making a declaration to principalities and powers or whatever. Um, now I did hear of a group of Christians quite a few years back now <clears throat> who uh, flew over to Mongolia and absolutely nothing was happening there uh, church-wise and they went out and they held a concert out in the mountains of Mongolia uh, a praise and worship concert and um, uh, the woman that went along or led them she took her mother's Bible and planted it in the soil of Mongolia now, that was a prophetic act, uh, claiming that land for the Lord. Now, since then, things have opened up quite a lot in Mongolia, and uh, they do have a, um, a Christian broadcasting station over there. And when we read the Bible, we, we read that you know, God had the prophets do prophetic acts, and they are powerful. Um, it, it's not just something that happens in the natural realm. It's something that happens in the spiritual realm. So I, I just thought I'd like to uh, add a word of encouragement. Val, that is a wonderful word of encouragement, a great contribution, and uh, yeah. a response from you, Bill Towns. Uh, I think that's an encouraging word. What are your thoughts? I, I agree I agree with Val. Um, when we arrived back, uh, from Pilliga yesterday, um, I was I was that tired that I was flat out standing up, and it was more than just a physical trip. It, it's a it's a real spiritual battle that's going on, and that's that's what they that's what we're fighting at the moment. And I believe it it is a prophetic act um, for whatever reason that that God wants us to do it um, because it started in Bathsheba is where I went. I travelled over to Bathsheba and had a look and then I came back here and um, I believe that God, it starts with Australia. I believe God wants to open up something spiritually in Australia and then I believe that it'll, it'll head out across the world. Um, it'll be way too much for me. If, if God wasn't in this, I definitely wouldn't be anywhere near it, Neil. Um, but there is, there is something about it, but that's prophetic. Like, I, I don't go into that much. I'm not a prophet or anything like that, but I just I believe it's prophetic act for whatever reasons, and it ties in with Israel, it ties in with Jerusalem, and it ties in with God's people. Um, and I believe that something will happen, and it is a fight. It's one hell of a fight we've got on our hands. Yeah, Bill, let's take another call. Chris has been waiting patiently from Victoria. Hi, Chris. Welcome along. Um, good day, Neil. Good day, Bill. Yeah, um... Yeah. I just want to say um, um, it's, all, it's about reconciliation. That's fantastic. But also Bill understands a greater picture and he knows how important uh, Bathsheba was. So I would just uh, like to make a little comment. Maybe there can be another flag up front and centre. That's the Jewish flag, a trinity of flags. And, um, you know, Australia was blessed because of the horseback, what they did at Bathsheba. And 
Also, it can be a message to young Aboriginals how important, like, Israel is and, uh, you know, that sort of thing, because um, there was a, a, an Aboriginal man, uh, I don't know, William Cooper Cowper, they call him General Warrior, who stood up greatly for Israel, and uh, Austra- also, like, Australian, um, a lot of Australian youth, uh, the Aboriginal youth, I mean, are getting caught up with, like, radicalised and stuff like that, whereas if they um, knew a, sort of like the heritage of Bersheba and Israel and that, maybe they will turn more to God, of the, the God of the Bible, yeah. Chris, good thoughts. Uh, your response, Bill? Mate, Chris, you're right on the money. It is about Israel and Bersheba and what happened there. At the moment, over in um, Western Australia, there's a gentleman by the name of Raymond Finn training up young Aboriginal fellow who will ride at the Anzac Parade. He's a Christian who will ride at the Anzac Parade in Alice Springs with a, a few young Aboriginal um, men, like boys, and um, then he's off to ride at Bathsheba as a representative for the Aboriginal community in October while I'm doing this one um, in Canberra. Okay. Exactly what it's all about. Well done. Thank you so much for your input today, Chris. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. if you'd like to join in our conversation. Let's take a call from Shane in Brisbane. Hello, Shane. Welcome along. Yeah, good morning. How are you going? Very well. Shane, what are your thoughts? Oh, look, I, I've got lots of thoughts. Like, I'm actually ex-defense. I'm also a Bunjalung man, also a Christian, born-again Christian. And I just find this a very interesting topic because, um, you know, we're going into a time now where, you know, it's all about, you know, equal opportunity and recognition of people. The thing is, a lot of people don't actually know the history of Australia. From a Christian perspective, you know, they don't know the blessings that were bestowed upon our army that led that great offensive into the actual gates of Bathsheba after the British. And, you know, it's just, for me, I just find this such a good, good thing. I just got such a, the spirit in me just rose so high when I heard this. I just, if I could, I'd love to get, I love horses. I'm from the country. I'd love to take part, you know, but, you know, it's just a thing that we can just pray that, you know, a lot of people can just get on board and just um, really get acknowledged the first people of our our nation. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Fabulous stuff. And Shane, uh, the Banjalung tribe, uh, which area is that from? Yeah, the Banjalung nation is a big nation. It it encompasses all the way from Bo Desert right down to Lismore. It has well over like 10 uh, languages in our nation. And, um, like, you know, the Mundines, you know, majority of our elders are in Sydney these days are off-country, you know, even if they, you know, with this, you know, it's just amazing. We, we don't have borders here. We we all know each other. We have a different way of discourse, how we interact with even our own mob, you know, so, um, yeah. Fabulous stuff, Shane. Uh, response from Bill on uh, the sorts of things you're sharing. Oh, Shane, mate. You're, you're absolutely right, and I, I agree with you 100%. They were Christian men that, that led that ride, and, and God was all over it, and, and it was a real blessing. And you mentioned Mundine. I'd love I'd love Anthony Mundine and Danny Green to come on this ride with me and lay down and everything. I'd, I'd love them just to see what, what love is all about for one another, and, um, and I'd love a lot of healing to happen there. I, I think they're both champions but for, for reasons. They wouldn't understand why I think that. Um, I think what you had to say, Chris, was just absolutely terrific, and I agree with you 100%, mate. 
Uh, Shane, that was from Brisbane, Shane, but Shane, Shane... Sorry, it was too. Bunger on me. Sorry, uh, Shane, Shane, thanks so much for your input today here on 2020. Our talkback line remains open, 1-800-316-316. Whatever your inspiration for what we might be talking about today, uh, maybe you just love horses and you'd like to take part, that's fine too. Maybe you can see uh, the unity aspect of uh, all of those flags uh, with uh, carried by uh, people on horseback uh, going into Canberra. Uh, I don't want to get uh, too far away from how people actually uh, register. What do you do, register, or do you just sort of put your hand up? Do you just turn up on the day? I mean, do you have to be riding a horse? Uh, tell us some of those practical details. What are your thoughts, Bill? But the practical practical details are pretty simple. This, this is about unity and peace and getting healing and forgiveness. So they don't have to be riding riding a horse. Like anybody, it's, there's no charge. Anybody can turn up. Today. I don't care if the whole stadium and area is full of people without horses. It's about coming together. I hope that when they go there, they, they can give something they, they need healing from or they, they need to let go and leave it there. Like Leave all their stuff there. Then leave that place like a new beginning and a new start. Whether it's a broken marriage or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Leave all their hurt and pain there and leave that place. These horses are just a representation of people coming together. If if they want to ride on the day, they will have to go to the web the web page that is in the middle of getting designed and register, and they will have to get a flag and they will have to uh, have insurance and have a waiver. They're practical to get themselves covered. If they'd like to ride with me on the way, if they there's contact details there, they can let me know and we can see if they can handle it and if they're up to it. Now. Some people are starting with me at the very beginning of the ride and they're riding for a couple of days, then they're leaving and then they're meeting me at Canberra at the end of it to carry the flags. Um, there's probably five or six people will ride the whole way and that's that's pretty good because some of the places are a bit dangerous traffic-wise and OH&S, so that number's pretty good to do the whole journey. But there are parts of the journey where we'll hook up with riding clubs where we go bush and then a greater number can come with us. But most of the riders will meet us on the day at Canberra to carry the flag. They have six months to train their horses, get them used to flags. They can phone me and talk to me about anything they need to learn what they could do to help to train their horse or help themselves or what they need to be doing. Um, there will be details of stables and camping um, and all that information available on the web as we move along. Just open to everyone. I think... Um, We've got written in the pamphlet. I'll just read a bit to you. Um, anyone who has insurance to ride has a safe fit horse to carry a flag for the part they would like to ride or undertake, one kilometre or 600, or you can meet at Canberra on the day. We would like the light horsemen to join us in full uniform. If you'd like to ride or carry a flag, get in contact with us, sulkies, buggies. Um, even if you want to go there and meet us there on your pasty bike or your skateboard, your four-wheel drive caravan, it doesn't matter. We just want to get people to Canberra who fair dinkum, who are sick of, the, you know, even the politicians fighting and arguing, the churches not getting together, um, all these issues that we have in Australia. This, this is about reconciliation to ourselves so we get that peace that passes all understanding so we can live together. Bill, is there any uh, thoughts about people uh, perhaps in whole communities sponsoring a rider to go in the ride? I mean, uh, not everybody will be able to ride the the whole 600 kilometres, but uh, uh, as you're starting to indicate there now, uh, the complexities of just having a horse 
in Canberra and how you care for all of that and all of the, the needs that would be associated with it, uh, the idea of a community sponsoring riders, is that something you've been thinking about? That, that's exactly the way it's going. You know, what we're doing um, sort of in Gilgandra and uh, Galaganbone or Canamble or wherever, whatever town right across Australia, if they can get one rider and the whole town gets behind that rider and sponsor him to help cover his costs, cover his fuel, and have a, they can either come on the ride with us or meet us in Canberra. We'll be sending out letters to all councils. We're going to do New South Wales. It gets too big to try and cover the whole of Australia. But even if somebody in Queensland heard about this and they want to sponsor a rider to come down, that rider can meet us in Canberra on the uh, Thursday, Friday before and be a part of the flag-carrying ceremony. And I think that is the best way to do it. If um, if one town can send one person and that whole town gets behind that person. All right. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Richard, who's in Perth in WA. Hello, Richard. Welcome along. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Richard. What are uh, your thoughts? Just, oh, my thoughts is just uh, completely... Um, different to what, what was I heard on the radio. But it's just a question, really, more to thought. I went to the uh, men's Christian group on the weekends, and um, uh, we were trying to build a church in this block of land. And um, later on, we found that across the road, there's an old building which was bought, and it's now a, um, um, a Muslim centre where they worship there. It's uh, Allah, what does he do there? Yep. And the men were up in arms over that, and I, I felt like this is not right. Um, what is the problem? And they said, well, they shouldn't be there. I says, hang on, this is Australia, multicultural, and um, as long as they don't interfere with what we do, everyone can worship God, whichever God they worship, so long as they don't you know, give you a hard time. And um, I just felt, because I was the only one speaking like that, I started to question, am I doing the right thing here? So um, I think it's a big topic, and uh, one we won't be able to get into in a big way today, uh, given we're talking a little more about uh, about the uh, Unity uh, ride that's coming up later this year. But uh, but you're on a you're on a, a different uh, a topic to what we're uh, focusing in on. But uh, some people will say, of course, Australia is a nation where every religion has its right uh, to actually shine its light. That's what you have when you have religious freedom. Uh, sometimes yes, religious yes. freedom, we think of that as being something that we are as Christians, uh, because of our Christian heritage, that we have uh, solely uh, for ourselves. But uh, when we have religious freedom in a nation, that means that everyone has an equal right to have their say and to establish their own place of worship. Uh, what it is is an encouragement to Christian believers to get serious about faith and to be supportive of Christianity in their town or in their community. Uh, but Richard, yes. we won't be able to go into a lot of depth in what you're talking about today, but it is a good topic for conversation. What happens when uh, the Muslim population wants to put a mosque in your community and what sort of upsets that brings? And, of course, it has been a uh, a serious issue and caused a lot of angst in communities where uh, there has been plans for mosques. But, Richard, thanks so much for calling in today. I really appreciate your... Could I, could I just say a sentence on that, Neil, while Richard's there? Yes, well, yes. Uh, your thoughts, Bill? Well, my, my thoughts 
is um, um, if Christians all get together, like the thing that this writer is about is not forgetting our Christian heritage and what Australia was formed on. And we, we can't lose sight of that. But we welcome the other people. The biggest issue with Australia, as Neil has mentioned, is we're losing our faith. And, and it's, oh, I'm happy for the other faiths and people to come here, but we cannot lose sight of Australia and what it was formed on in the faith and where we need to go. Um, my faith in God and Christianity is not a political system like some other religions, and it shouldn't be. It's based on the Holy Spirit. But I, I hear what um, he's saying loud and clear. And this ride is to help. The reason why we're doing this ride is has a lot to do with what he's just said. We cannot lose sight of who we are, but we need to welcome the other people and beliefs and cultures. But my concern is that we're lost. Um, we've lost our way, the, the Christianity side of Australia. We've lost our way. We need to find our way back. And this is the soul of the country that I'm speaking about. And when men and women start to find their soul and their spirit and get back to the God, these other things won't hassle us so much and we'll get great peace because the idea is that we get our faith back and we start hanging on to it and then we get that peace and then we can, we can continue to live with the other beliefs. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Talking about the way that the Great Southland Unity Ride is coming together and one of the new developments and timely for our conversation today, Bill Towns, is the the fact that you've got your website up and functioning and a lot of the things we're talking about when it comes to a practical sense are being addressed in some of the things that you'll be including into the website over the next short while. But it's unityride2017.net. And, Bill, there's also a Facebook page that people can link to. Yeah, that's correct, mate. It's called The Great Southland Unity Ride. Okay. If they, they jump on that. There'll be photographs of actually training horses and bits and pieces of mapping and some um, photographs of the light horse and, um, like, the white cross that's in Western Australia. There's bits and pieces. We'll be starting to put some interesting information on there for people to have a look at and how to get hold of us and get involved. But it's going to be an initial contact point for you for people who are interested in being part of what's happening with the Great Southland Unity Ride. So it's unityride2017.net or you can go to the Facebook page for the Great Southland Unity Ride. Come back to some of the issues we've been talking about with the soul of the nation. And and there is one word that works in here very, very well, which is worthy of expanding on in this last few minutes we've got to talk. And that is this word forgiveness, Bill, because if you're going to have reconciliation, you have to be able to address the issues as you see them, and you have to be able to exercise forgiveness. That really is the only way you can have unity and reconciliation. Your thoughts on the importance of forgiveness with the unity ride? Neil, the reason why this is important to me, um, I've just been blessed in my life to actually to be able to stand on my feet again. I have 11 grandchildren, and when I look at them, I just drop to my knees, and it just humbles me so much. And I say, what what are we leaving our children and our children's children? What are we really leaving them? And when I look back from all the brokenness, even the, the mental in, illness that's happening, the depression and everything that's going on, it's got a lot to do with forgiveness. And and we hide a lot within ourselves. And to me, the, the most important thing is 
you need to forgive the other people and you need to forgive yourself of things that you've had to deal with and wrong things and you need to, to start again. People say that you can't. And the scriptures tell us different. Um, and most people out there believe that you can't and they hold people accountable. And shame, grief and guilt have just covered Australia and a lot of sicknesses. And I think if we can start to forgive and understand that we are really all awesome, like we really are, we've had all this stuff put on us and we do need to start again. Um, if I hadn't forgiven certain things that happened to me as a child and a young man, there's no way in the world could I do this. And as soon as I started to forgive, I started to grow. And and there was, was a lot of abuse issues. I am a Fairbridge Farm child and um, I have had things happen and I had a fairly rough life with alcohol. I had a beautiful grandmother and a mother and I loved my dad, but we had issues. I had to look at that and forgive. And when I could do that, I started to grow. And I think um, with the issues we have in Australia of races and overseas, even even with a light horse, the, the Turks might have to forgive us and we might have to forgive them, the, the Japanese, and what they did and what we did to them, there needs forgiveness. This all ties, that gives us a starting point. It's the most powerful thing that we can do. I know it's hard and some terrible things happen, um, but if you if you can't forgive, then there's a good chance you can't forgive yourself. Well, you sum up things very beautifully, Bill. Uh, you know there are hard things. Bad things have happened. Uh, but without forgiveness, there's not going to be restoration. There's not going to be reconciliation. There's not going to be unity. And I uh, just want to honour you for putting your best foot forward and doing what you do best and that is uh, planning a horse ride. It's called the Great Southland Unity Ride. Now, it's a 600-kilometre ride. You don't have to do the whole 600 kilometres, but I'm sure if you were in touch with Bill Towns, he'd welcome you if you wanted to join in that 600-kilometre ride from Pilliga to Canberra, and it's going to coincide with uh, the significance of that 100-year anniversary coming up on the 31st of October. So the ride itself starts from the 13th of October, and goes through until the 5th of November. Now, there's a handful of people already who are uh, committed to be a part of the whole 600-kilometre ride. The numbers that are growing to be a part of that in a small, uh, perhaps less significance than 600 kilometres away, but are going to be converging on Canberra. Those numbers are continuing to grow. Now, I'll point people to the website, unityride2017.net. So for horse lovers everywhere, people who just love to ride and love to connect with the heritage of our nation and want to coincide that ride with the anniversary of that charge on Beersheba, this is your opportunity to make some plans now. We talked about communities who might sponsor horse riders from your community. So Unity Ride 2017 is a Facebook page, Great Southland Unity Ride. And Bill Towns has been our guest. Bill, this won't be the last time we'll be talking. And uh, keep me in the loop as to new developments as they're coming up. And we'll be talking about this again on another day very soon. Bill Towns, thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.